Good morning and welcome to our service. In a week of ups and downs, we sometimes need to be reminded that it is okay to reach out to God for help. We are not on our own. Our tribulations are not endless, even when they feel that way sometimes. Together we seek God's healing touch as we raise our voices virtual and present in thanks and praise. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are gathered together as the family of God to offer praise and thanksgiving, to ask forgiveness of our sins, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world and to seek God's grace, that through Jesus Christ our Lord and in the power of the Holy Spirit we may give ourselves to God's service. Return to the Lord who will have mercy, to our God who will richly pardon. I confess my iniquity and am sorry for my sin. In you, O Lord, I have fixed my hope. You will answer me, O Lord, my God. O Lord, do not forsake me. Be not far from me, O my God. Make haste to help me. O Lord of my salvation. May the Lord forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia! Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia! Rejoice then, even in your distress. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. He called us from our darkness into the light of this day. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Collect and the readings for the fourth Sunday of Trinity. Lord God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing can be made whole and nothing can be holy, increase your mercy towards us, that with you, with you as our ruler and guide, we may so enjoy the good things of time, so as not to lose the things of eternity. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. The reading is taken from the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, beginning at verse 22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. 
It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust, there may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace, for no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion, so great is his unfailing love, for he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. This is the word of the Lord. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, beginning at verse 21. After Jesus crossed over by boat, a large crowd met him at the seaside. One of the meeting place leaders named Jairus came. When he saw Jesus, he fell to his knees beside himself as he begged, My dear daughter is at death's door. Come, lay hands on her, so that she will get well and live. Jesus went with him, the whole crowd tagging along, pushing and jostling him. A woman who had suffered a condition of hemorrhaging for 12 years. A long succession of physicians had treated her and treated her badly taking all her money and leaving her worse off than before. She had heard about Jesus. She slipped in from behind and touched his robe. She was thinking to herself, if I can put a finger on his robe, I can get well. The moment she did it, the flow of blood dried up. She could feel the change and knew that her plague was over and done with. At the same time, Jesus felt energy discharging from him. He turned around to the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said, What are you talking about? With this crowd pushing and jostling you, you're asking who touched me? Dozens have touched you. But Jesus went on asking, looking around to see who had done it. The woman, knowing what had happened, knowing that she was the one, stepped up in fear and trembling, knelt before him, and gave him her whole story. Daughter, he said to her, You took a risk of faith, and now you're healed and whole. Live well, live blessed, be healed of your plague. What does it take to receive a blessing from God? And where in the Gospels do we hear Jesus teaching anyone that his robe would heal? This miracle almost seems to catch him by surprise. It might even seem to some as though the miracle were stolen from him. When the woman responds to his question about who touched him, it is almost as if she's afraid of the accusation of being a thief. Did she trick Jesus? This scripture is interesting because it seems to be so very different from the way that most of Jesus' other healings take place. Usually the people come and ask Jesus for a miracle, like Jairus, and he tells them what he expects from them, and then he does the miracle or not. Jesus doesn't have any conversation with this woman before the healing happens. What is clear is that this woman had amazing faith. Amazing faith or overwhelming desperation. What makes this story powerful today is the way it highlights the importance of touch. 
something we have all come to miss during this pandemic. Touching and being touched is essential to our well-being, to our mental health, to our physical health, and to our spiritual health as human beings. Touch reminds us that we need each other at a very basic level. Longing for a hug, longing for simply touching hands, is more a part of our lives today, perhaps, than it has been ever before. Video calls just don't do it all. They connect us with each other, but an essential part of that connection is missing. Touch. And the placement of this story in Mark's Gospel is also interesting. It's right in the middle of another story. The story where a powerful religious leader begs Jesus to come and heal his daughter. He sends his servants to bring Jesus to his house and heal her with his words and actions. The woman Jesus encounters along the way almost by accident does it the other way around. These two stories, one within the other, help us to see that there is no one way to approach God for help or healing. There is no one way that we need to pray or ask for God's blessing. Some days we will simply run out of the familiar options. We will simply run out of words and reach out to God in any way we can, praying for God to come and rescue us. Other days, we may, like the young girl, we may need to send someone to reach out to God for us. We may also need to be the one who reaches out for others, seeking help and healing for those who cannot find a voice or the strength to reach out for themselves. The important thing is that we are willing to reach out or allow others to reach out for us to find and receive the healing touch of God. of Mark chapter 5 beginning from verse 35 while he was still talking some people came from Jarius's house and told him your daughter is dead why bother the teacher anymore Jesus overheard what they were talking about and said to Jarius do not listen to them just trust me he permitted no one to go in with him except Peter James and John they entered the leader's house and pushed their way through the gossips looking for a story and neighbors bringing in food. Jesus was abrupt. Why all this busybody grief and gossip? This child isn't dead, she's sleeping. Provoked to sarcasm, they told him he didn't know what he was talking about. But when he sent them all out, he took the child's father and mother along with his companions and entered her room. He clasped the little girl's hand and said, Talitha Kahum, which means little girl, get up. And that she was up and walking around. This girl was 12 years of age. They, of course, were all beside themselves with joy. Jesus gave them strict orders that no one was to know what had taken place in that room. Then he said, give her something to eat. Lord, we are gathered together in love and fellowship. Thank you for listening as we bring before you our cares and our worries. We pray for the church throughout the world, 
for Christians everywhere meeting to praise your name. As we pray, may we respect the beliefs of others, even if we do not share them. Celebrate what we have in common and accept our differences. Guide us all in our ministries as we live each day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all church leaders and remember all those who minister and preach your name, especially Mark our Bishop and Primus, Kathy here in the Strath and Leslie-Anne in Burnham. As we pray for Elizabeth our Queen and all the royal family, we remember all those in positions of authority throughout the world and pray that they will discharge their duties with diligence, honour and grace so that we are governed with justice and fairness and the world's resources shared fairly among all people. May they all know what to say and how to act for the benefit of all people and at all times to be true and faithful to you. We pray for all those who help maintain peace throughout the world, remembering especially the armed forces and all who serve to uphold the law. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for young people, that they may grow up knowing love and hope, valuing life and respecting others. We pray for those who this week are leaving school and moving on to the next stage in their lives, and for those for whom what happens next depends upon exam results. We pray that those going on holiday over the next few weeks may travel safely and return refreshed. And we remember all those who are looking forward to the rest the summer holiday brings. We ask that this will be a time of refreshment of body and spirit and we keep in our prayers those who will not get a holiday this summer for whatever reason and we ask that they too will know your refreshment in their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father God, we pray for those whom we love, family and friends, who are the special people in our lives, wherever they may be. We pray for their hopes, their fears, their problems and their needs. But most of all, we thank you for each one of them and for what they give and mean to us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, today's gospel showed the faith of a sick woman. Help us to learn from this, that we should always pray and never give up. We pray for the sick in both mind and body, the lonely, the housebound, and those affected in any way by coronavirus. In a moment of quiet, we remember all those we know personally who need to touch the hem of Jesus' garment and receive health and healing in their lives. We remember especially in our congregation, Wendy, Helen, and Joanna's partner, Brian Allerley.
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, into your caring hands we commit those who have died. This morning we keep close to our hearts Anne and her family following the death of Ian. And we ask your prayers for all those who grieve for the loss of loved ones, not just on anniversaries, but every day in the normal comings and goings of life. We pray that we may always live in the certain hope of your promise to grant us with them a share in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we have laid before you our concerns and now we offer you our thanks and praise for all the blessings and gifts you lavish on us. In the weeks ahead, help us to keep faith as deeply and passionately as Jairus and the woman at the lake. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. gather our prayers in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your holy word. May it be a lantern to our feet, a light upon our paths, and a strength to our lives. Take us and use us to love and serve all people in the power of the Holy Spirit, and in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May God the Father, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, strengthen you to walk with him in his risen life. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with each one of us and all those for whom we have a care, this day and evermore. Amen. <laughs>